lads 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 the day is here the time has come you've been asking i've been avoiding it but today is the day um it's the bog body episode it's the bog body episode everybody um here we fucking go okay let's get into it so um everyone's wanted me to do this i was in the national museum of ireland today so it's fresh in my brain um so i'm going to talk about bog bodies other things that have been found in the bog theories um etc etc um and of course we'll go into the um magical marvelous tale about um why nipples were important in ancient ireland there's a sentence i never thought i would say but this is my life now so anyway kicking off how does one even go about making a bog body well bog bodies are actually called accidental mummies they're called accidental mummies because nobody realized what was got what would happen to a body once it's been placed in a bog no one had any idea that would preserve them as well as it does um there's a lot of theories as to why bodies were put in bogs a theory um that is kind of popular in the archaeological and historical community in Ireland in any way, um, is that the ancient Irish uh, were putting their high kings in bogs uh, or their nobility in bogs that had failed the people and failed the land because going into the bog it was seen as a place where you were kind of returned and given to the land almost as an offering um, that uh, you were trapped there, you were kind of stuck in the middle in your own kind of purgatory so to speak, where um, you couldn't move on. Uh, it wasn't a place you would you would request to be buried, let's put it that way. Um, but when it comes to the actual creation of a bog body, um, they have to be put in very specific kinds of bogs, like not any bog will do. Um, they are peat bogs um, and they need to have a very specific moss in them for the bodies to be preserved and that is called sphagnum moss. Sphagnum moss, amazing, iconic, love her. My favourite kind of moss. Sphagnum moss, aside from being a key component in creating and preserving bog bodies, is also fantastic as a disinfectant. Still used today, you can take sphagnum moss, put it on a wound and it will clear it right up. It has disinfectant qualities in it. Chew it up into a paste in your mouth, tastes bitter, tastes disgusting. Chew it up, spit it out onto a wound. That wound will be clean as a whistle um so yeah you need sphagnum moss in the bog the chemical re- reaction sphagnum moss makes in the bog because it is a disinfectant and a preservative is what keeps the body looking as it does now anyone that hasn't seen a bog body before bog bodies they take on this leathery appearance they almost look like a saddle or a leather satchel the skin um and that is just due to the preservation process and the staining of the peat bog itself now, on top of that, and it's actually a question I got today, um, a lot of bog bodies you will see have red hair. Bog bodies have red hair, not because they were all ginger and people were just off in the gingers, which I mean, maybe we all know there's hate out there. I see you haters. But no, they have what appears to be ginger hair because of, once again, a chemical reaction in the bog. Bogs are very acidic, which you wouldn't think. Um, You'd think maybe, well, I would think anyway, to look at them, that they'd be more alkaline, but no, they're a very acidic um, material. So when a body goes into a bog, the water in the bog 
um, is a very acidic based water and it causes a chemical reaction in the hair when it's submerged for a long time and bog bodies they can be in bogs for thousands of years um, and it turns it just as an adverse effect it turns it that rusty ginger color but for the most part uh, in Ireland in any way all of our bog bodies would actually more likely than not have had uh, black or brown hair not ginger hair at all um and that's just solely based down to the time period um a lot of our bog bodies are from the bronze age uh where uh, a lot of people from the iberian peninsula would have been kind of prevalent uh we would have had a lot of iberian peninsula connections um uh, and so we would have been a lot more darker haired kind of darker eyed people at that time uh, red hair didn't come till much later uh, with the arrival of the Vikings who came along and just uh, they just had sex with everything but your look would you expect anything less from them? Absolutely not um, but that's how bog bodies are created and now sometimes they're not preserved as well as others and um, this can be down to uh, not a lot of sphagnum moss. Um, they weren't buried deep enough. Uh, one of the bog bodies in uh, the National Museum of Ireland is is very poorly preserved. It does still have, um, he does still have his hair. Um, unfortunately, his face is missing, but that's due to uh, being caught in in machinery when it was discovered. Um, you know, he just, he isn't as well preserved. His feet are still uh, fairly preserved. There are some parts from where you can see the skin, but he just isn't as well preserved as the rest. And that's because he was only 1.5 meters deep inside the bog. And um, so he just wasn't buried deep enough, basically, um, which, which would make someone think, oh God, maybe he was just kind of thrown in there. It wasn't very important. That's a shallow grave. Not quite. Um, he was actually buried with, there was lots of sticks and stuff over him, as well as what appeared to be a shroud. And it also appeared that he had um, some remains left on top of him of what looked to be like a, an animal fur uh, or leather cloak, um, which not everyone would have been able to wear or afford back in the uh, early Bronze Age, which is where, where this particular bog body was dated back to. Um, so that means, you know, he was a person of high standing uh, and he was buried as such. Uh, he just unfortunately wasn't buried deep enough. Um, so so once again, there's there's a very large theory in Ireland that any of the bog bodies we discovered here were that of high kings, just because they all have indicators of being men of a high standing rank or position uh, in society at the time. You know, a, a common person from the early Irish Bronze Age would not be getting buried with shrouds and cloaks and everything. And he also had some bog butter um, near his body buried with him as well, which also, you know, would just not be done for um, anybody. Now, I'm sure you're saying bog butter. What the fuck is that? It's literally butter. That has been like the the bog was used. Bog was a key component in Ireland and in Irish society. You'd be storing stuff in there. You'd be storing your bits and pieces in there because it does keep things preserved. You'd be throw. You'd be you know it. It was a prehistoric fridge, of sorts. I mean, obviously you wouldn't be putting like if you had any leftover wild boar or whatever leftover deer you wouldn't be throwing that in there she'd never fucking see it again the bog would swallow it whole but but bulk items like you know dairy-based shit like like butter into the bog and sometimes people forgot where they put it and thus bog butter was born <laughs> and um 
there I do believe archaeologists have tried the bog butter they've been like given permission to to try thousands and thousands year old butter and they said yeah like it's pretty grand tastes like butter so I mean yeah if you're real stingy want to keep things for a long time pop them in the bog uh keeps them well keeps them well um yeah so so it it was it was essentially a, a very large prehistoric fridge for a lot of people so we do have things as trivial as bog butter which which um i think is iconic but anyway that is um the kind of base situation with the bogs um if you're not buried deep enough if you know there isn't enough sphagnum moss uh integrated into the bog if it's the wrong kind of bog if it's not a peat bog with sphagnum moss a bog body just isn't gonna happen um it'll just be like burying someone in the earth um the decomposition won't be slowed none of that um now in ireland obviously as i've already said the bogs played a trivial um a pivotal a trivial a trivial can i speak english a pivotal role in society aside from being a very large fridge where you know i'm just going back to that for a moment isn't it funny we have bog butter because someone forgot where they buried their butter can you imagine going back to your little wee cranog going back to your gaff and your wife goes did you did you bring back the butter and he goes listen don't go mad i can't remember where i buried it can- <laughs> her being like i fucking told you to put a marker in him going oh god i just thought i knew where it was i just i can't find it you're gonna have to churn more (laughs) you know that caused arguments what were the arguments of prehistoric ireland forgetting where the butter was buried (laughs) oh god okay sorry back to the point back to the point at hand but um we have several bog bodies discovered in Ireland. Now, unfortunately, we only have four on display, but we have several others in storage. Unfortunately, we actually just don't have the funding um, to go through the entire process um, that we went through with the four we have on display um, to, you know, pr- to the whole preservation situation. Um, we can't do all that. The money isn't there. Um, the people aren't there. It's just, it's a very unfortunate situation. And um, so they're in storage um, in a controlled environment and storage until the funding and the resources become available to process them properly so that they can be put out into an exhibit. Um, but at the moment, yeah, they're just in storage. And apparently, allegedly, uh, one of them is a woman. Um, which is incredibly exciting because we only have men. And I just, it is really frustrating that we can't um, get her in particular um, preserved and, and looked at uh, on a deeper level because it's very rare to find a female 
bog body. It's usually it, over here. It's been all men because it's been you know suspected high kings, which means is this like a queen, a high noble woman? Why was she put in the bog? Um, and they all died grisly deaths. Like there's we can't look into any of this for any of these bodies just because they are um in storage. Um, can't the funding isn't there for them, but I'm hoping and I'm praying um that some money will be invested into them. Um, after all this shite with COVID is over because they've been in storage for years. Jesus, years and years and years, and anyway, a very long time. Um, but yeah, one of them is a lady, which is a which is a huge, incredible development. So I do hope some very generous millionaire maybe throws some money their way. Um, Jeff Bezos, if you ever listen to this podcast, maybe that would be a way to win the people's hearts. Just saying. Um. Anyway, um. But yes, in Ireland, the ones we have on display are all men, and men we do so believe are of a high standing now as i already mentioned um one of the bog bodies was found you know with shrouds on him with a cloak all things that would line up with him being nobility and that is the running theme with the rest as well and they were all relatively young men as well all in between the 25 to 30 year old mark um which i suppose is a young man to us now but back in the day that would have probably been middle-aged the life expectancy wouldn't have been a wouldn't have been the best but um in case in the case of um one of my favorite bog bodies just because we got so much incredible information from him old Krogan man um he is one of the ones who we have a preserved full face we were actually able to reconstruct his face and see what he looked like um based on his remains which is fantastic and that's also on display in the national museum of ireland um the the kind of wax reconstruction of how he would have looked um but his hair told a fucking tale and a half his hair opened so many doors and and gave us such a huge insight into what the world was like um back in the bronze age in ireland so basically um aside from the fact that this man had lice uh, the lice were also preserved in the bog in the bog and so he had lice and he had styled his hair his hair um was styled with um a prehistoric hair gel it was actually a tree resin and he had used it to give his hair a bit of height because he was a short guy um and he had basically put this tree resin in his hair and made his hair nice and tall to try and give himself a few extra inches of height because uh, he would have only been about five foot five foot one bless him um but the tree resin is the thing that gets everyone v excited because the tree resin is linked to Spain. It's tree resin from Spain that's in his hair. Um, so that means that during this time period, thousands of years ago, Ireland and Spain had some kind of line of communication with each other. If this man could get tree resin from Spain in our over in our over to Ireland to, to do his hair, to make himself look a little taller, schmooze some ladies or men, whatever he was into, um, you know, I just think that's unreal, um, when that discovery was made, it really confirmed a lot of theories about, um, you know, the, the original kind of first few settlers to roll into Ireland, coming from around the Iberian Peninsula, um, which would have been, you know, like Spain, Portugal, etc., um, so it was a huge discovery when we saw that this chap had tree resin in his hair that came from Spain not only that he also 
gave us a bit of an insight into his final meal. Um, unfortunately, he went through some machinery like nearly and pretty much all the bog bodies did. Um, that's how they're all discovered machinery to, to cut up um, turf. Um, he went through some machinery. So we only have the top half of him. The bottom half of him just got completely destroyed. But they could still get some information from the organs that were left. And in these organs, they could find in his digestive tract some of his last meal, um, which was very much uh, grain and oats based, um, which link up with back in the day in Ireland to be um, like a ritual meal, a meal you'd have before a festival, before a ceremony, something like that. But it wouldn't have been his everyday meal. That's something else that was noted. And that's because um, they could tell by his um, by his digestive area that he actually would usually be eating um, a lot of meats he would be having a lot of fatty meals but on this occasion he had very meager some oats some grain which would have been a meal you would have if you were undergoing some kind of ritual or undergoing a festival or undergoing a feast day um so that was pivotal um when researching him and also now you can't see this on him when you go in just because of how the body is displayed and it's displayed like that to protect um what's left of him just um the way it's it's lying um it's just the best way to keep him as preserved as possible but he's lying with his back facing out um but his nipples were removed now anyone that knows me knows this is the fun fact i love to be sharing Back in the day in Ireland, it was seen as an act of submission when you first met your king to suck on his nipples. I don't make the rules. This is someone someday said, yes, homo, we're doing this. He yeah, Basically, yes, if you were to meet the king for the first time, you would have to go on up there and be sucking on his nipples as an act of submission to show that he was the higher ranking authority and you were his lower. And this is backed up by in, I believe could have been the lower Govla Aaron or maybe the Annals of Ulster, not 110%. One of them, or maybe it was just, I, I couldn't tell you. One of the, one of the old writings, um, we, this was backed up because St. Patrick went to meet a high king and absolutely refused to suck on the king's nipples and everyone took great offense to this they said oh my god the neck of you over here on holidays won't even follow the local custom wouldn't do it so it's backed up so when we saw this chap's nipples had been removed that was basically the de detroning that guy you can't be king if you have no nipples what would people suck on oh my god oh my god it was I knew it was coming out of my mouth before I realised what that would sound like. Fuck sake. Listen, you know what I meant. Don't look into that too much. You Fuck's sake. Okay. Moving the moving swiftly on. To be a king in Ireland, you had to be physically perfect. You could not have anything wrong with you. You couldn't have a, a physical issue. You couldn't even look physically abnormal. You couldn't, you know, have a big fucking mole on your face. If you had a, if you had acne, can't be king. You had to be physically 
perfect. You wanted to be king, you had to be the physical embodiment of perfection. Had to be a fucking a stunner. So when they were slicing and dicing those nipples, they were saying you are not physically perfect anymore. You cannot be king anymore. Um, so this could have happened for a wealth of reasons. He could have done something truly fucked up. Maybe he, you know, killed someone he wasn't meant to kill. Um, he may have just been a very lazy king that wasn't fulfilling his kingly duties. Um, he may have been a coward. He may have done something cowardly. That would have, you know, been an immediate no-no. Um, but there are other more um, kind of pressing ones. Um, if the harvest was terrible, um, that would have been a, that would have been, would have been a big one for the sole reason. When you are a high king in Ireland, on your inauguration day, it's also your wedding day. Do you marry a woman? I hear you ask. No, you marry Ireland. I mean, you have an actual wedding ceremony with the island of Ireland. They would marry the land. The land was their wife and it was their job to look after their wife, keep their wife happy. So if the harvest was terrible, you know, there hadn't been a lot of rain that year. There had been too much rain. The crop didn't thrive as it should have. They had failed their wife. They had obviously not done something correctly for their wife and therefore this had happened and in that respect um you know in order to try and fix it um the husband would have to go in the nastiest way possible so um they would be killed and placed in the bog thus you know returning them to the land giving them back to the land and going i hope this fixes whatever this deadbeat husband had done um biff of a fucked up mentality now but back then it would have made perfect sense Harvest is poor. Oh, he did something to upset the wife. Better kill him and put him in a bog. Um, would have made a lot of sense at the time. But there would have been a wealth of reasons. Um, or, or if he had just fallen ill. If he had de- ceased to become physically perfect. Um, one of the bog bodies, um, we can see, unfortunately, we just have his kind of upper torso, just his chest and his arms, um, a smidgen of below the chest, enough that we could see his intestines and some of the lung action, um, once again, destroyed by machinery, unfortunately. Um, he was showing early signs of pleurisy in the lungs, which could have been a reason he was killed. Because, once again... If you're coughing and you're sick and you're lethargic, you're no longer physically perfect. Therefore, um, you, you're not fit to be king because the king has to be the epitome, the personification of perfection. Why the fuck anyone wanted this job is an absolute, I have no idea. But there you have it. Um, so yeah, these would have been reasons why these men would have been sacrificed. Um, now... The bog body I just spoke of, the poor chap that was showing a hint of pleurisy, was a very large man, about six foot seven, big, big guy, would have been a very, very big guy for back in the day. At the time, we were quite short people, only standing at about five foot two on average, men and women alike. Um, so he would have been a Goliath amongst us. 
Um, but he did show signs of pleurisy, which could be one of the key reasons he was killed. But he was also showing signs that he was also a king or a nobleman. His fingernails were impeccably manicured. Now, I mean, his cuticles look better than mine do. It is staggering. He also had an arm ring on. Arm rings were not worn by just anybody. Arm rings were worn by the top dogs in society. No one else. So um, if you were wearing an arm ring, you were important. And he was wearing an arm ring. Not only that, it also pointed once again, the nipples were removed. Which is just really linking up again. He must have been a king like our previous lovely short fellow. Um... And another link, himself and Old Croc Man had the same meal. They had the same grain-based meal before death. And they both died. Unfortunately, they both died fucking awfully. Um, Old Croc Man, um, there's evidence of um, his head was unfortunately bashed in. He has, you can see to this day, thanks to the preservation where his um the front of his scalp had peeled away at the uh, at the top of his hairline um from blunt force trauma um we can see in our big six foot seven bog body he got a number done on him obviously nipples are removed he also had incisions made in his arms and um sticks uh, or, or or some kind of rope-like material that was stick-based was then threaded through each arm as a means of restraining him. They were means of restraint. Um, now, sadly, we don't know what else happened to him solely because his uh, remains were destroyed by some machinery. Um, story of our lives over here that's how we make any bog body discovery in ireland it's because a farmer was just going about his day and he made this discovery um but yeah they had very very gruesome ritualistic style deaths and were then placed in the bogs um which you know all kind of links up with this being a ritual sacrifice um to appease the land to appease the gods of the time um to try and right any any wrongs um so it it looks it looks the same across the board and um Ned Kelly who is I do believe the curator of the National Museum of Ireland also shares this belief he believes that um it was it, these men were killed for ritual sacrifice and they were returned to the land to try and fix whatever wrongs had been done there's just too many similarities there's just too many coincidences um but aside from that, lots of things were given to the bog as offerings to the land, as offerings to the gods, not just high kings. There have been weapons, jewellery, uh, shields, all placed in bogs, um, crowns, everything. So many things have been placed in bogs, um, seen as offerings to our pagan gods. Um, there is a shield on display in the National Museum of Ireland and the sheen the shield has seen a lot of combat. There's a lot of score marks, there's a lot of um marks from swords, from axes. It had a lot of use. And it was given to the earth. So this could be have been, you know, for luck, for prosperity and battles to come. And um, the person uh, the owner of the shield may have passed. Um so the bog 
it was a pivotal and important role in Irish society and in Irish life and um even to this day there's bogs untouched bogland across a very large part amount of Ireland there's there's a lot of bogland that's just untouched um so there's a lot more treasures for us to find because it was central at the time people placed things in there of great importance to them their loved ones um and their belongings and their food sometimes um so the bogs have a lot more for us to give unfortunately as it stands it's very difficult um for people to come forward these days when they do find something in the bog because a lot of people live off the land uh that that have bogs they sell they sell turf which is um the the peat that's what peat bogs make turf when you dry it out um when people are footing turf and they find things they're very unwilling to come forward and say they've discovered this because um it will shut down their livelihood um they'll report it they'll give it uh they'll call you know the national archive they'll call you know somebody they'll call their city council their county council and um their source of income is basically shut down they are given some money but it's not enough you know and it's shut down for a long time until excavations are done, uh, which can take months, um, sometimes years if it's if it's a very large discovery. Um, excavation takes place, then you know there's obviously uh one thing is found. They survey the whole area, um, because where there's one thing, there's usually more, and so these people are out of a lot of money, um, for a very long time. So when things are discovered these days, people tend to not tell anybody and just kind of continue on, um, which is unfortunate. And I do wish the government would think of a better subsidy scheme for these people so that they will still come forward, uh, when they find these discoveries, um, instead of just not telling anybody, because as it stands, the subsidy just isn't there for them. So, you know, there's no point in them saying, I found, you know, a vase or I, I found I found a shield or I found some swords when I was um footing turf because they'll it's just not worth it it's not worth it's not worth the stress it's gonna cause it's not worth the financial burden it would put on them um which is really unfortunate um but as usual the Irish government half arse half arse it like they half arse everything in life but um but yeah and it's not and it's not just ireland there's bog bodies all over europe it's it's a it's a it's very much prevalent across across europe it seems more so just because uh, bogs are just they're, they're more plentiful in europe we kind of have the weather for them so we have more of them um so it is a, a running theme and not just irish culture but other european cultures but it is incredibly interesting um and I know everybody was done for me to, to do the bog bodies. And I do love talking about them. I absolutely could talk about them till the cows come home. Absolutely. And um, I'm sure there will be follow-ups on, on the bog bodies um, as well. But um, for the most part, that's, that's all I'll give you for today. Because I can go on a bit too much, I think, about them and and then it gets boring um so i cut myself off you know i think i think it's good when you know when to fucking cut yourself off when it comes to talking shite about one particular topic but i hope it was worth the wait um if you are interested in looking at the bog bodies um 
in a more up close and personal manner. I do believe if you go onto the National Museum uh, of Ireland's website, you can do a 3D virtual tour. Um, I don't know how close you can get to them in the virtual tour, but I'd say you could get close enough to them. I don't know who, who did it. But um, yeah, you can go on in and have a look at them on your computer and see all the rest of the, of the beautiful wonders that have been found in Irish bogs. And uh, you can also get a wealth. There's so many books online about bog bodies not just irish bog bodies but but european bog bodies and bog bodies just around the world in general uh, so if it is something that he, you've taken an interest in do hop online uh, and you can get so many books um and i do recommend giving them a read you can also hop on youtube and they have um lots of documentaries about uh, the irish bog bodies actually feature heavily just because of the kingship and sacrifice side of things and all the little links that were made um so there's lots of documentaries about them and reenactments about what people believe have happened they're so interesting just stay away from the history channel ones because we all know by now the history channel is and always will be a fucking trash can that is on fire and screaming um but any other ones i do believe the national geographic actually have a fantastic one and it's on youtube totally free but um yeah and if you are in ireland go to the national museum of ireland see them for yourself and and really marvel and at the privilege we have to be able to just walk in free of charge and and, and view you know who, who would have been our high kings back in prehistoric at times and in ancient ireland um very very we're very lucky to have it right in our doorstep here in dublin um it is a free museum uh, at the moment you do have to book a ticket to go in uh just so that it's not overcrowded because of covid um but you are able to go in uh once you have your booked ticket um they do take donations so when you're booking your ticket you can donate five euros if you want um or what i always like to do is I always buy something in the gift shop at the end because it is free and it's always good to just put some money back into it. And they also have a big donation box in the middle of the room if you um if you want to just throw some uh some money in there either. Um but they have beautiful jewellery in the gift shop. Jewellery um that is supposed to look like the some of the f- jewels that we found across Ireland in bogs and, and in burial sites and in passage tombs. Um, they have recreated tons of them and they've also recreated tons of Viking jewellery that was found in the likes of uh, of, of Woodkey and Fishamble Street and stuff. Um, so you can get it and they're not expensive. Um, so, you know, it's always good to contribute and try and give them some money and I'm hoping that someday they'll just have enough money because the money, it, it keeps the place open but also it keeps the artefacts, you know, preserved and, and keeps them in the in the absolutely lovely condition they have them in in the national museum of ireland um so do go have a look and and give them give them the old business if you can if you're if you're over here or if you're planning on coming over here um it's it's a stunning building the you, you could spend easily three or four hours just absolutely dissecting everything but um do go in do go in if you can so help it and um yeah i hope you've enjoyed the bog body chats I know you love them. I love them too. I'm glad we all mutually love and adore the bog body chats together. And yeah, have a lovely fucking Friday. I'm going to the Shelburne Hotel tomorrow night, lads. Um, so on Sunday, maybe, uh, I won't give a definite because you know how I am. Um, I'll do a chat about the Shelburne Hotel because it is at one of Ireland's haunted hotels. 
uh, and uh fingers crossed maybe i'll see something spooky oh wouldn't that be class um but yeah so have a lovely weekend lads and lassies um treat yourself to some bog body content on the internet i know i will and yeah have a nice time <laughs>